0: all right Royce Unchained presented by Josh Arnold investment consultant Mr money talk uh Pat is our spring training consultant down there in Florida you've already been to the ballpark this morning
1: yes I was there early eight o'clock I was the media gates open at eight I was there before the guy who opens the media <laughs> gates opened up so wow I wanted to go Lazy. In and uh, I was gonna go in and talk to the four catchers who are spring training invites uh always the hardest working guys in camp with little yeah. reward they get to warm up a whole lot of pitchers and then hope they get two at bats before they get sent <laughs> across the parking lot so uh now they don't work quite as hard as they used to though because there used to be like maybe three of them and they They just, they warmed up like eight different pitchers every day. Right now they give them like two pitchers a day to warm up. So it's an easier job than it used to be, but the reward is pretty much the same. Uh, Two ABs, see you later, you know.
2: Yeah. Thanks for your service.
1: (laughs) Yes, that's right. So, so what great, but uh, Phil Babe Roof was there today, showed up 63rd spring training for the, uh, the great catcher. He and Blylebin were walking out together uh and Babe Babe Roof was a very good catcher when burke Blyleven was pitching back then he was okay he was very good. He caught him he caught him a lot. So uh Babe root but Babe Roof if you've ever been down here for uh spring training Phil you have and yeah. uh he was a great BP thrower cuz until he was like 75 he was throwing BP and he could throw these wonderful cookies right in the middle of the plate. <laughs> I saw Vargas and Snow. Damaging buildings when he was pitching BP one day, Snow <laughs> almost hit the school across the highway. And uh, Vargas left-handed kept hitting the ball off the roofs of those buildings over there, those office buildings. Yeah, they love – it. Didn't really get you ready for big league pitching, but it got your confidence up that you could hit a ball 450 feet. So
0: yeah, yeah, I think and you know if if we we should do like a we should do like a Mount Rushmore of Great twins batting practice players yes. who were not quite as good in real life. Danny Valencia was one oh, for me. Danny yes, Valencia yeah. could hit a ball into a, any parking lot you wanted to in a batting practice session.
1: Yeah. Those early batting practice sessions, was, they weren't, you know, back in the day when the staff was much smaller and they weren't monitoring everything. You know, some guy just go over there and throw BP and there'd be, you know, five or six early guys and just hit the ball as far as they possibly could. It was, yeah. uh, it was always, uh, It was always fun to see uh, that kind of BP. Now you got, I don't think the BP pitchers are, you don't have as many guys can throw that uh, cookie right down the middle of the plate every time. And I mean, anybody, they go into the home run contest. If you were a twin, you should have taken Phil Roof with you for years, you know, because he, you know, the the secret of all those home run contests is who your pitcher is, right? Yeah, Yeah.
0: it is 100%. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, the guy that, the guy that you, when you have to take a pitch, that's not your fault. That's the other guy's fault. That's the pitcher's.
0: Fault. And you're on a clock, right? You're on a clock yeah. in the home run derby. Yeah. Tom man, Kelly was, was good, right?
1: Yeah, he was good. Real he good BP pitcher. Greatest picture of him ever was the one thrown BP with the cigar hanging out of his little cigar, top yep. of the cigar hanging out of his mouth. That was uh,
0: he's ne- his neck. Is that the one where he's next to the jugs machine in yeah. the metronome?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That could have been that one. Yeah. He was, okay. uh, they were well, you know who else was good? Quillacy was good because there was one year 75. He had, there were three coaches, uh, Quillesey was the manager. Buck Rogers was the pitching coach, bullpen coach. Ralph Rowe was an old guy who didn't throw BP. Vern Morgan was an old guy who throw, did throw B, B, BP. Bob, Buck Rogers and Frank Quillisy threw a thousand innings apiece in BP. And they get Jerry Terrell, who was an extra infielder. He'd throw BP too. Now, if you look, we traveled two BP pitchers. And there are two bullpen catchers Oh yeah. now on the staff, not counting the coaches, you know?
2: So it's a, it's a little
1: better staff than used to be the case. Yeah, I got to imagine is.
2: bullpen catchers got to be like one of the coolest jobs. Like if oh, yeah. your job is just to catch bullpens, I got, I would love that.
0: Yes. Nate, da- Nate it was Nate Dahman, the long time. Um...
1: Nate, Nate's got the position now, right? Hank is the official catching coach, but he coaches first base too. Yep. But Nate is out in the bullpen now. Yeah, they uh, they moved him out. Hey, what a meteor! What a meteoric, not a meteoric, a slow, long climb. But they trust the hell out of him. He was the guy. He was the guy for years who told them whether to uh, challenge something or not, right? Didn't he Oh, Nate!
0: Back? Oh, Nate was sitting back there on the yeah. tablet. Yeah, you know?
1: yeah, yeah. And uh, they, what, they've changed the rules on that, right? They only give you fifteen seconds. Right, That's you know, time. Why that, that's why that guy's not as important as the used Sean to Sean Harlan was the first, right? Yes. Yeah, Sean was, uh, but they 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 moved Sean aside to uh, let Nate do it. So Sean okay. must have missed Sean must have missed one or two or something. I don't know. I don't <laughs> no, know. No, not Sean. Sean not always. Sean. John. was a great guy. He uh, he he took care of us media types, which is good. We got yep. yeah. We got twins have always had good PR. So yeah. as far as working with the press, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So, what are we, uh, what are we still doing? Good morning, America. Have we, have we continued? So, like the Tom Kelly back in the day would do this no. convoluted infield, you know, six no, balls I, flying I, all
1: over the place. I, I have not seen it. I think that, uh, I think that I, everything from that generation is gone. We got so many people working with, you know, go, I saw them going out this morning for the pre workout meeting. There had to be 25 guys going, I mean, someone with iPads, coaches, everything. I mean, yeah, a little upgrade from when Billy Gardner had himself and Padres <laughs> and two other guys and, you know, and Wayne Hathaway. It's a little different than it used to be, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. we were. Hey, we were talking earlier this week. And we've touched on this a little bit with you. We talked about the starting staff, but we kind of like the bullpen. Not yeah. not a lot of household names, but they go get they go get the lefty from Miami and you got you got so Funderburk is now your third lefty behind field yes. bar and then the Miami lefty. But they've got some arms. They, they were I think they were tops in the league in strikeout rate last year as a bullpen. They replace Emilio Pagan. Uh, with a couple interesting arms, so if 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 Duran stays healthy at the at the end, I don't know. We this show kind of likes the bullpen, I guess, Pat.
1: Yeah, well, they've they've certainly thrown a lot of resources at it. What is interesting though is, you know, you think about them running that St. Paul shuffle back and forth, but a lot of these guys are stuck, right? Because they're they'd have to go through waivers again. If you send them down, I mean, somebody, about three or four of these guys are big leaguers who they claimed on waivers. And if, once, if they're in St. Paul and you want to bring them back, they got to go through waivers again, don't they? I think they do. So it's it's not going to be as easy to run the Chris Archer shuffle as it used to be when, they, uh, when he'd give you three and a third and then he'd have to bring two relievers over from St. Paul. That's not... You, you're really... You're really valuable in the, in as a reliever these days if you have options so they can run you back four or five I think the limit's five times right a year
0: and, uh, uh is it is it five not yeah well there's yeah, it's complicated'cause it, there's it like se- there's season options, but then there's like in season yeah options yeah. now too right
1: and, and you could only i think last year they switched it to you could only recall a guy five times okay <laughs> so uh
0: so when yeah. when you say someone's out of options, it could mean that. Cause there's the, there's the, like, you have to, once you hit like three seasons worth of being optioned, then you're whatever it is, then you're out of options. Yes. But then there's in the middle of a season, if you've been optioned X amount of times.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know though. Maybe I'm wrong. I thought, but I thought if you, I thought if you got, if you were claimed on waivers and you got sent back, then you couldn't do the shuffle back and forth. It to come back to the big leagues. You you had to uh, you had to go through waivers. Uh, I'll have to check on that. I, the, I,
0: the other thing they're cracking down on, I don't know if you guys saw, it was that the, the Mets old general manager got suspended yeah. for fudging inj- injuries. Now, every team does this, but, like, there was a couple yeah. of pitchers for the Mets that were pretty vocal, just, like, openly talking to the media about how someone pulled a clip of a Mets pitcher who was struggling saying, I don't know what we're going to do. We, I, I don't want to do yeah. the fake DL thing. But yeah. I guess the the Mets were sloppy with it and yeah. uh they got they got slapped
1: yes that's uh you you have to have the guy on board when you invent the injury for him yep. to send him yeah. out. so so uh yeah you know the other thing that's happening that i was not aware of they uh this season i think you can only have 175 players in your organization i think there's a new oh we're cracking down on that one there's huh? a new thing on uh i and i'm not sure does that include the all the sixteen-year-old Latin kids over right. at the Dominican camp, or not? I'll have to check. Well,
0: they've—I mean, the, we're now in the era now, like as of what four years ago, where you everyone has the same number of minor league affiliates because yes. some some organizations used to have
1: an used one. to have an,
0: an extra one in there somewhere, so you can yes. so each roster is capped at a certain amount of players. So yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, but here's what I was thinking. Really, do you want to eliminate opportunity? in baseball when you're competing with all these other sports mm-hmm. for for the 16 year old great athlete don't you want to it's don't, financial event don't, don't yeah i know it is but don't you want to keep you okay so what i want to make more money guys yeah I mean they might want to make more money but if you're losing uh you know if you're somehow letting a couple of great athletes slip through the cracks that's not worth it losing the money the so.
2: only really think baseball thinks like that though i'm, I'm not sure that the baseball's as logical as that no no i think they it's think bad. that they're pretty pretty powerful still i i don't think they get a lot of this if, if it costs them if it doesn't they're cost getting, them i think they're uh, fine with it rule change will cost them
1: they're getting a pretty good uh lesson in uh how valuable they are though with this collapse of the uh of the uh you know the regional television networks and how they haven't been able to come up with a solution to that. I mean, they're they're powerful in the sense that they they got they got product 162 days of product, but the ratings are even the you know when you talk about regional TV and the Twins are playing good and they're doing a four. Uh, you know, if the Vikings. It's a Vikings have a, a exhibition game on they're doing a 12 or something. So, uh, it's uh, they've TV wise, it's it's I mean, what the NFL just do 113 million is that right? Oh, 100- viewers, oh. it was like
0: 123, right? It was
1: the largest audience yeah. ever to watch, and that's now they must have figured out a way to to uh count streaming, huh? Are they counting streaming now or not? They, I think they did it, think it they did does. It a little
2: separately because that press release that came out because the Super Bowl was streamed on Paramount Plus because it was a CBS oh, year of right. the Super Bowl. So the Paramount Plus Super Bowl stream was the most watched live stream, they said, ever. Wow.
1: That, mm-hmm. Is that counting 100? The so they threw that into the 120 or whatever it was. So mm-hmm. I, I suppose... I mean, hey, actually, hey, hey,
0: real quick, Pat, we have an up. So, guys, I quizzed you on this a couple days ago. Somebody updated the Wikipedia rankings for most watched television broadcasts in U.S. history. If you take away Super Bowls, yes. so Super Bowls make up almost everything. Yes. And then there's there's the MASH finale from 1983, which on had a hunt. That's the that is still the most watched non-sporting event mm-hmm. in American television history. Uh, they've added a couple more in here in the last couple of days. I'm going to give you this list here. So, Gulf War coverage from January 16, 1991, had 86 million viewers across multiple networks.
1: That's when uh, that's when the NHL was having its All Star game and they got interrupted in the third period for a uh, Pentagon briefing. We were all uh, we were all into the uh, into the war that year.
0: So, yeah and then uh we had two presidential debates clinton versus trump in 2016 had 84 million really? carter yeah. versus reagan in 1980 had 81 million viewers across wow. multiple networks
1: holy cow i never realized that hillary and trump did that much business so it's
0: a lot of, it's, a, it's, a, it's uh, a lot of ratings right there and then yeah. we've got the the dallas who done it episode the cheers finale the uh, the 94 figure skating drama from the winter oh, olympics i was there tanya i was
1: there man i was there in the <laughs> yeah, Orleans, you were in the press conference i was at the press <laughs> I, I i made uh, i made some various tv shows in the press yeah, conference you did you made a 30 contem- for 30 i think <laughs> contemplating the bs that i was being fed yeah it, it looked then, like that uh, but uh, i was there when tanya skated over and showed, her, showed the judges are shoelaces and was crying and we're all going this is too good to be true it was <laughs> unbelievable. It was great uh jay wiener always told me the story about uh when that when when nancy got hit with the pipe and they were all in all the figure skating guys were there and they were all in the press room then because nobody was just practicing and somebody came and somebody rushed in and said Somebody hit Nancy Kerrigan with a pipe, and they all said Tanya. <laughs> they, all, they all knew Tanya's. They knew blue collar friends were uh, were uh, a different breed of cat. By the way, one of the great movies of the last ten years, Tanya. I, uh, well, I, I, Tanya, Hi,
0: Tanya, I, Tanya. It's fantastic.
1: fantastic, Allison oh, Janney, great, Allison Janney, greatest greatest mom in the history yeah. of television god she was i mean in movie she was fantastic i think she did win the sporting actress right yeah even though even though she carried the whole damn thing so anyway yeah we're uh we're uh we got a lot of arms that's for sure and the bullpen and yeah the bullpen's gonna be good that's why i think they ought to let louis varland try to be a starter for a while here and because they're going to need him there we can't go back to the you know, they, they they taught themselves a lesson. You got to have starters who pitch innings. That's why they were good last year. You can't be, you can't repeat 2022. You're going to end up right back where you were, what, 78 and
2: 84, or something like that. Did, did right? we get clarity from Rocco on Buxton or any of the issues going into spring training.
1: I haven't even seen Buck around. So uh okay. I don't know. I haven't seen so, him. He has you know, they don't have to report till Sunday. I haven't seen him in the clubhouse. Maybe he was maybe he's on the backfields. I don't know. I think he has been around, but I I haven't seen him. So uh I I don't think we start I don't think we start hows Buck look until Sunday at least. So Okay. And then we'll then we'll find out.
0: And so Monday when's the first full full squad workout? Monday? I think Sunday. 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 Okay.
1: Because yeah. I, I found out something when they they everybody still calls it reporting date, but actually whenever they say reporting, that's the first day of workouts. So you know, yesterday was the first day of workouts instead of a reporting day, but the old okay. terminology is still used reporting day. And, and then, we have and no visa problems as it as at this point. What? We don't have the traditional Cesar Tovar Memorial visa problem. We always have a visa what happened?
2: problem. It's I don't know. Part of baseball. It's a rite of passage. I, I know it is. We don't have
1: any, it's, uh, it's you know, it's, uh, somebody reminded me, I said that Cesar Tovar always had a, you know, a, a visa problem when I was, you know, when I was a kid while I covered, not covering the twins, following the twins, but he another guy who always had a, a visa problems. Al Williams. Remember Al Williams, the pitcher from Nicaragua? Yeah. He always had visa problems. Did he problems, have visa so problems? He's the guy that supposedly <laughs> fought against the Sandinistas, right? Was he fought against wow. the Sandinistas? I forgot about that. Yes, he was. One of Billy Gardner's tasteful tasteful <laughs> remarks after Al went about two and a third and spit the bit. Billy said, I can tell you when they were fighting the Sandinistas, he was hiding in the cave. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. Not another, a foxhole guy. Another foxhole. quote you couldn't use from Billy Gardner. <laughs> oh. Certainly,
2: certainly not the same thing. But I will say, I applied for a passport renewal and I got it in two weeks. It took mm-hmm. no time. I thought that <laughs> sucker was going to be there for months. Got it yes. back in two weeks. So maybe they're so on top of our their inter- game right
0: international, now. Uh, yeah. international departments are snappy right now. Well, they apparently. have a
1: you know they have full time staff members now that work with the Latin American players to make sure that they're they're uh, getting their passports. I saw Johan, uh, Yo, uh Johan. Oh, Johan
0: Duran. Okay.
1: I saw him walk through the clubhouse today. Oof. He looks, man, he's in good shape, ready to throw a hundred. Let's hope that, uh, God let's hope nothing happens to him because uh, that's, to me, that's all the difference. I mean, you had Alex Colome ruin a season. You had Emilio Pagan <laughs> ruin a season and you won last year because, you had a guy blow what three saves? He, he gave us some it, adventures later in the year. It makes but, a yeah, difference.
0: It makes a difference, yeah. and in the playoffs too. You know, you're getting in yeah. these close games, and it's you got yeah. these you got these lineups. You're going through the heart of a lineup. Do you have a guy that can shut her down? The Astros yeah. always do.
1: Yes, and uh, this to me he was their MVP last year. He didn't uh, he didn't get the votes. Who did he vote for? Sonny Gray, I guess, got it. So.
0: Twins MVP, yeah, Sonny Gray, right?
1: Yes, I I wouldn't, I would have went with Duran, but uh, that's that's the way it goes. But he's, uh, you know, you know, you recall it was only what three years ago that he pitched 15 innings because he had a some kind of an ailment, right? They were on one summer away, only pitched 15 innings, so good health for him is very important.
0: Yeah. Um, just back to the uh, the TV wormhole here, you guys. I have now found a list. This is right up Pat's alley. I have now found a list of the highest rated TV series by year in American television history. Ooh! Can you? All right, Pat. When did you start watching TV consciously?
1: I think we got our first TV in '54, maybe '55. Okay. We were one of we were like the fifth or sixth family in full. To, to have a TV, to get K-E-L-O, channel 11. And my old man had a tower up to bring it in that could have knocked down airplanes. It was <laughs> <Wow. Lightning laughs> For one one For one station, and it was an old black and white tube Philco with a screen about it as big as my head.
0: Yeah. So, well, uh, and what's funny about that era is, you know, like the, like the top-rated yeah. TV series were doing 60 shares because there was only oh, like yeah. three channels, right? Yeah.
1: I Love Lucy had to be the number 1 for like 8 years, didn't it?
0: That was the number 1 show when you were when you first got your TV. Uh, so it was I Love Lucy from 52 through 57, but then there was one one show. So these are like series, yeah. the number 1 series. Yeah. There was one show that broke up the I Love Lucy dynasty in 1955-56. What? what? The Honeymooners? the $64,000 question.
1: Oh, really? oh that, I, that was rigged, right? It was rigged, but what then Charles Van Dorn was uh, the, the the scandal that revolved around right. Charles Van Dorn they were feeding him the answers and that was that was a, that was bigger than any political scandal. We were very <laughs> upset at Charles Von Van Dorn. How was it was hit parade ever the winner there? Hit uh, where's
2: Bonanza? Of-
0: uh, yeah. but so Bonanza had a nice dynasty from 1964 through 67 after Gunsmoke and the Beverly Hillbillies took over wow. the number one.
2: Yeah, you guys watch some well, bad TV, Roycey.
1: You know who I
2: uh,
1: who was I talking to? Who's uh, I think it's Austin Martin's uh, fiance or his almost fiance. Her, her, she's got kind of a Old hokey name, and their last name's Clampett. I, "Oh, right. Jed Clampett's." Uh, he could have been in the Beverly Hills. Wow. Damn. Wait, Clampett. did you say
0: almost fiance? Did he? Uh, I don't. I don't think. You, they, are you no, spilling the beans he, here?
1: He's with her, but he hasn't. I don't think he's. Uh, I think he's, he hasn't ponied up the ring yet. I
0: don't. He doesn't have the ring yet. Okay. No. So I don't want you to spoil the surprise if, if yeah. he told you no, that he's
1: no, no, but she I, watches too.
0: He's gonna he's gay. gonna hit a, no, game, a walk up no, homer no. and, home he, and propose. And he, I mean, he,
1: they could be the Beverly Hills Billy's family because his mother's name is Daisy. Okay. Wow! <laughs> and he's in, he's almost engaged to a clamp That's right out of <laughs> right out of <laughs> it's right out of Beverly Hillbillies. He can laugh about it. He says, "Not only is her first name Daisy, her middle name's Esther. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wow. <laughs> so, wow. Daisy Esther, Esther, no, she's not Clampett. She's, uh, I don't know. She's got some other last name. Oh, Clampett's the girlfriend. So. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Anyway,
0: so well, I'm glad we, uh, I'm glad we covered a lot of ground here today, Pat. Was... We'll do it. We'll do it again tomorrow. Royce Unchained. All right.
1: All right. See, ya. see you. Pat.
0: All right. See you, Pat. Uh, by the way, a shout out to our friends at Zero Res, helping to deep clean our homes here. If if all you really do is vacuum and light dusting. Maybe it's time to call Zero Res and ask for the Scornorth Special, which is three rooms zero-resified, starting at just $119, and a free hallway. Also, take $75 off when you get your air ducts zero-res clean. That's nine five two zero res or zeroresminnesota.com, and say you want the Scornorth Special. Spell it forward or backwards; it spells the same. Zero Res.